Hey, who do you think would win a fight? Well, what do you mean? Well, if you and I ever got into like a really serious fight, you know, and the punches started flying, who do you think would win? Well, I think that's pretty obvious. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. The bat is dead. Bury it. Fight back! You coward, fight back! You just started a war. Dark fire will not avail you. Flame of Udun! Never give up. Never surrender. We must fight. You've always run away from a fight. Have not? You have so. Have not? You have so. Have not? You have so and you know it. What's up, Who Would Winners, and welcome to episode number 83 of the Who Would Win cast, the podcast that analyzes fictional fights between familiar faces. My name is Steve. And much like a dinosaur story, we're back. (laughs) This is Chris. We are back. It's been a while. It's been a long, long while. It has been a while. I mean, I've seen, I've seen you in this, in this three, three months. No, yeah, it's just been a long time since we recorded. Absolutely. Yes. How, how are you? Uh, very well. Yeah. How are you? I'm uh, I'm hanging in there. No complaints as of now. Things have been good. It's been a it's been a little busy the past couple months. I feel like we need to let the fans know what's it, been going on. We got to make it quick because we if, have a lot yeah, to talk about. Yeah, we'll, we'll do a just we'll do hit a, your highlights real quick. Highlights real quick. I got married. That's where we left off Congrats. in the show. Thank you. Uh, thank you very That's much for right. being there. And we had a great post wedding episode planned that yes. just took us that two took months. us two months to do it yes so it's coming guys yes we've been working hard on this <laughs> well <laughs> <laughs> so so i got married thank you for being one of my groomsmen my pleasure um it was a great day um Allie looked beautiful and uh it was a wonderful time with everyone that was there uh right after our wedding we had our honeymoon which we took a cruise we went out of fort lauderdale and we went to uh Labity, haiti uh falmouth jamaica and uh cozumel mexico so that was a week-long cruise which we uh thoroughly enjoyed after that school started uh for those of you who don't do not remember i'm a high school teacher and so that kind of made things a little crazy and after that from the beginning of september to the end of september i was sick the entire month that is true steve kept telling me he's like oh i think i'm feeling better and then a couple days later he'd still be sick like I, I didn't have a voice for a while and I was coughing a lot. So, so my doctor said I had bronchitis and then after I was done with bronchitis, it morphed into like a cold, but it was like a pretty bad cold. Like it was just one thing after the next, like I was having a hard time breathing and, um, I always wanted to do an episode, but I would have just been hacking the whole time. It would have been worse audio than our last podcast. <laughs> it would have been way worse than the previous <laughs> episode. Uh, and then after that, it's now October, um, and we, we've been doing a lot uh, to our house here. Um, Chris, you helped us in September about a month ago. We put down 5,000 square feet of sod in our front yard. Looks While fantastic. I was sick, it looks beautiful. I, was, I was doing that. Thank you for your help for that day. And um, it's still green. And then also uh, the past three weeks, we've been having about 450 square feet of tile removed in our house. So that's an ongoing project as well. And um, just things going on with my life and your life you can give an update what's been going on the past couple months oh yeah sure i've just been waiting around trying to record a podcast (laughs) i've been ready it's been all steve's fault (laughs) yeah it has i guess i do have a beautiful six and a half month old baby who's like takes up a lot of time but she's doing well she's good she could probably do the podcast now herself probably i mean she's she's uh she's vocal not with real words no she doesn't say but but, she yells a lot she do a good job so she 
She could be in some of the movies we've talked about, probably. I think so. Yeah. Uh, she just got baptized last week, which mm-hmm. took up, a, you know, some of our time. I'm trying to show you guys how we've been very busy. We haven't been sitting here just twiddling our thumbs. Well, mostly. mostly. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. So I mean, uh, whatever. It's not like we're, it's not like we're here paying for this podcast. Well, I know exactly. <laughs> well, I bring that up. So should I go into the? No, 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 okay. no. Just all right. We won't, we won't do that. Uh, so anything else? Um, uh, exciting. No, let's talk about podcast stuff. Podcast we got we to talk about the summer movie uh, that's, challenge. That's right. We got to talk about it. So, uh, longtime friends, fans of the show would know that we had a guess the tomato meter contest uh, for this summer, and that ended mid September with the last film to come out that we'll call the summer season, The Predator. The Predator. The Predator, which I did not see. Did you? Nope. I, I don't think many people did. I haven't been to the movies in a while. Me I think neither. the last movie I saw was Fallout, which I saw Mission Fallout? Impossible. Oh, okay. Which last, I saw after our last episode. The last movie I saw was Solo with you, I think. Ooh, wow. That left a bad impression that you're not going back to the movies anymore. Is that no, I loved it. Uh, I had no issues. We, we That's a, that's a <laughs> conversation for another show. Uh, so then we also uh, – so we had The Predator – which uh, had a 33% Rotten Tomato score. Not great. Which I guess 36, so I was actually pretty close. Wow, good for you, Steve. You're so smart. Oh, no, I did not guess 36. I'm sorry. (laughs) I guessed 69. My 36 was my difference. Uh, Who guessed close? Wow, that was, uh, I mean, the lowest that someone guessed was 42, which was from uh, Austin is Super Cool Barrett. A lot of people had high hopes for this, a lot in the 70s. I mean, it had high production value, right? I mean, they took it very seriously. They did. Even though I heard it's more of a comedy. Wait, really? From, from what I heard, I heard it was like I would more enjoy, of a slapstick comedy. I would comedy. enjoy Predator as a slapstick comedy. Yeah, that's what I heard. My friend Mike saw it, and he said it was very comical. Like, there were some moments that were funny, he said. I don't fully trust his uh, review. I don't know. He's yeah. very critical. He is very critical, yes. Uh, Andy Baker, he guessed 92, so he had high hopes for Predator. But... Alas, it did not do well at the box office. Probably won't get a sequel for another, I don't know, 10 years. It'll, it'll be another reboot, reboot. Another reboot. Yeah, exactly. Uh, going back to August 24th, there was a Slenderman movie that came out, which I guess nobody saw also. Nobody, to- nobody asked for that or saw it. Nobody guessed for that. I guessed 80, 84. Why would you do that, I Steve? I don't know. Everyone likes did Slenderman. You, did you make a mistake? <laughs> no, maybe I meant to hit like 14 or something. <laughs> uh, you guessed 20. Uh, Henry guessed 67. Sal from Alaska guessed 85 too. So Sal had some high hopes as well. Sal has some questionable guesses on other movies yeah, too. He, I think he's admitted that he he kind of he just ha- he's like an optimistic guy. He has high hopes for movies. Yeah, he's absolutely. Like, maybe he just a lot of people just enjoy going to the movies. I I would say most movies I go to I enjoy. You know, yeah. I'm not a I'm not I think super critical. I'm going to go to a movie that I want to that I want to enjoy. Like that, if I hear a yeah. movie's not good, I'm not going to go. Depends. Yeah. Uh, Kevin uh, Sandavong, do you know how to say that? Yeah, you, yeah, that was good. That was it. Uh, he guessed 15, so he was actually the closest because Slenderman got 8. 8. 8% very, Rotten Tomato score. Very low score. That's right. Uh, before that, we had Christopher Robin, which came out on August 3rd, the day that, that uh, Alan so and I got married. nostalgic. It looks super nostalgic. And, I would have cried if I saw it. Uh, it got a 72% Rotten Tomato score, which I feel like that's... That's fine. Solid. That's solid. Yeah, I mean, like, not, not everyone's going to like a Christopher Robin movie. Live action, too. Yeah. I mean, I remember the first time I saw the trailer. Did, did you – were you with me when we first saw the trailer for the well, first time at Comic-Con? we saw the one at Comic-Con, yeah. That, was that the first time you saw the that trailer? That was the first one I saw. Okay, me too. Because I didn't even know that there was a live action Because they, recently, the they made another Winnie the Pooh movie before that, Which right? was called – oh, I forget. It's uh, – it was about – it was like Goodbye, Christopher Robin. Something like that. I think that. it was something like that, Yeah. 
But when, I remember when I saw live action Winnie the Pooh, I was like, what? This oh, is yeah. weird. Weird. But then when I saw the other trailers, I'm thinking, oh, this looks. I thought it looked looks, good. Yeah, it looks I would good. see it. I'd watch it. So it got a 72. Uh, you guessed 55. I guessed 77. Uh, your wife, Nicole, guessed 68. Eight. Uh, Kevin Desmond guessed 85. Andy Baker guessed 90. So a lot of high hopes. The The lowest that somebody guessed was 64, which was from Austin is Super Cool Barrett. But a lot of people had high hopes for Didn't that. Didn't you say, I guess, like 52 or something? You, you guessed 55. Oh, wait. No, yeah. You were lower than right. him. Yeah, Just wanted right. to make sure you knew yep. how numbers how worked. How numbers worked. Yeah. yeah I forgot. Because you are been a while. You are also the one figuring out the winner. So <laughs> Make sure I'm not screwing <laughs> up any uh, point scores here. Um, and then we have Before That, which came out in July 27th. I don't know if we had talked about this one. Uh, Teen Titans Go to the movies. No, we didn't talk about that. No. Um, that got 91%. Uh, I, I heard a lot of people enjoyed that. I hadn't heard anything about it. So. I, I, I didn't. I didn't see it. Um, I guess seventy six. You guessed forty. You didn't have high hopes for that. I mean, like an animated kids movie based on a series. I don't know. I yeah. wasn't sure about it. Uh, Emma Campbell guessed twenty. Uh, let's see who else. Low, very low hopes. For me. Yeah. Uh, Paul Dewey guessed seventy one. South from Alaska guessed sixty three. So it was it was kind of all overboard. No one really knew exactly what to expect there. But so those are the last of the movies that we needed to cover uh, from our uh, guess the tomato meter because before that's Mission Impossible which we talked about for our last episode which was amazing you need to go see it if you haven't seen it already Mission Impossible not our last episode both <laughs> so the winner and you can double check me because you know I screw up numbers sometimes the winner of the guess the tomato meter com- tomato meter contest is. Austin is super cool Barrett with 117 points. Would you confirm with that score result, Chris? I will confirm that you, I will confirm that you have written 117 next to Austin's <laughs> name. I did not. Google's uh, spreadsheet formula. Right, I know you we did we did some fancy formulas for we it. We did. Uh, so Austin, congratulations. You came in first place. Second place was Dan Wegman at 115, so he was not far off. He was the uh, the winner of the previous contest as well. I believe so. Third place was a tie between uh, Nicole, your wife, and myself at 114 points. Uh, in last place, I'll just go that because it's, it's going to be hard to keep track of everybody. In last place with 43 points was Emma Campbell. Ew. Better luck next summer. We'll Thanks see, for we'll playing. See Thanks for playing this year. So, uh, Austin, your reward is you can have an episode of your choosing. <laughs> so, tweet at us, email us. Or text me, since you have my number. Let us know uh, what you would like, and hope everything is going well with you. Uh, so, Chris, um, we also have to go over the poll results from our previous episode. I, I, just, I forgot we even did polls. I know. It's been so we, long. we have polls, yes. Uh, so, the one that we mentioned, we did who would win being the best, best man. <laughs> and right. if you were able to listen to that episode, because we we understand that there was some sound issues there, we tried fixing it. We were unsuccessful. Maybe just, maybe we'll do a Skype. we'll do a um, special edition release later on, and we'll put in like animated uh, Jawas or something, and you know change it. Oh, up a I bit. get it. You You're get doing it. You're a Star Wars on. joke. Yeah, that's what I was trying there. Anywho, uh, we had Ethan Hunt from the Mission Impossible franchise going up against Sherlock Holmes, played by Benedict Cumberbatch, and the results are fifty-eight percent to Ethan Hunt. Ah, uh, close one. Forty-two percent to. Sherlock Holmes. That's a close. That's a close fight. When I think back to that episode, I think you had a lot of better arguments. I just oh, came thanks, up with dude. I just came up with these like outlandish things that happened, and Tom Cruise would have to put like a mask on, or oh yeah, you had a lot of mask centric. That's things. usually how it works in the Mission Impossible <laughs> franchise. 
So, anywho, so that was the results of our of our previous episode. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything else we need to talk about before we get into today's episode. I think we, we should just everything off the we list. Should just get into. Let's it. get right into it. Okay. So, please remember, as always, if you have any ideas for any future matchups or scenarios, or if you just like to say hello, you can reach us through Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Gmail. You can also subscribe and leave us a rating on iTunes or through our RSS feed on Podbean. Chris, what are we talking about today? Well, threw a little bit of a teaser out earlier. That's right. If you remember our last episode, Best Man Wedding themed. Two this episode, ago. Honeymoon themed. Honeymoon themed. And where did Steve go on his honeymoon? A cruise. That's it. So what's the ti- what's this episode? Well, if you read the title, which is already out there, <laughs> there's not really any need for suspense here, but it's going to be best cruise ship defense yeah, from who, hijacking? Who, yeah, I'd say who would win in defending a cruise ship. Okay. Or a ship. Okay. I'd say like a cruise ship is, is fair enough to, yeah, to say. It doesn't matter that much. Right. We're talking big ship, though. Not, yeah, not, not, not like small. a little boat. Not, not a little boat, exactly. We're talking like Somalian pirates. Yes. We're talking Willem Dafoe. Yes. We're talking Tom Hanks. <laughs> it's going to be a good time. So you're taking Tom Hanks. I'm picking Tom Hanks from, from Castaway. From, from the, no, not from Castaway. Okay, good, because he did a bad job. <laughs> no, I'm picking him from Forrest Gump. Remember, he had his own little shrimp boat. Yeah, and he went out in the storm. He and went he out in the storm, and he got all the shrimp, oh, and you're all, the, all the ships were destroyed <laughs> on, the, on the coast. No, I'm going with Tom Hanks from the 2013, I think it was, film. Um, Captain Phillips. Captain Phillips. Captain Phillips. True story. Based on a true story. I am going with, I don't even remember his name, the the main cast of the movie Speed 2 Cruise Control. <laughs> yes. Sandra Bullock and that guy. Uh, his last name is Patrick. Jason yes. Patrick. He played Alex in the movie. Uh, Officer Alex Shaw. LAPD. LAPD. <laughs> Which he told, <laughs> he told everyone. Everybody. Like that was like him being in the army or something. Like he, he would, expected he, all these people to know what that meant. He commandeered a boat on like a Caribbean island and he was like, it's okay, I'm LAPD. <laughs> And the guy he, in St. Martin was probably like, what? He broke into the bridge of a cruise ship and he's like, I'm LAPD. <laughs> Did you notice the amount of people that broke into that cruise ship bridge was a little uh, ridiculous? They had like no security. No security whatsoever. Ship. No wonder Willem Dafoe was able to smuggle so many weapons oh and, and computer hacking systems on board the ship. So uh, can I talk about Speed 2 a little more? Uh, yeah, so can I say one thing real quick? Of course. It's- okay. So I want to give a shout out to a fan of the show, Paul Dewey. Right. Because he's the one who suggested this episode like two plus months ago. So thank you, Paul, for suggesting this episode. Now, fun fact, did you see the tweet we got from him? No. So he tweeted us yesterday, meaning Saturday, and he said, hey, miss you guys. When are you doing a new episode? And I tweeted back, funny story that you text, that you uh, tweeted us, we just watched Speed 2 Cruise Control on Friday night. So it's kind of uh, serendipitous that he tweeted us the night after we watched did he Speed also two. suggest the participants or just the theme of the of He the suggested the participants. And we picked what he picked. So for us, yes. So for oh, we have to, we have choice. him to thank for watching Speed 2 Cruise Control. I'm I'm happy. That's the second time I saw it. I, I enjoyed it. Now there's one other person we have to thank for us watching Speed 2 Cruise Control. Oh right, the Princeton Library. The Princeton Public Library. <laughs> I uh, I requested this through our local library and I got a, a text message from them saying you can pick up Speed 2. So I was really excited. They originally they, didn't have it. They they did not have it. So, so we thought we had tricked them into buying a horrible movie for the library system. <laughs> Great use of taxpayer dollars, exactly. So I was really excited that our library now had Speed 2 cruise control all because of the Who Would Win cast. But when I picked it up at the library, 
it was through interlibrary loan. So they borrowed it from the Princeton Public Library. So thank you, Princeton, for letting us borrow the borrow the DVD. Now, one last thing. Whenever you get something from the Cape, from our library, um, the receipt tells you how much money you saved by using the item, book, whatever, through the library. Guess how much money I saved? Well, I would assume this movie is like limited edition, like hard to find. So it's probably like 100 bucks on eBay. It said 50 bucks. <laughs> Wait, it really It did. really said 50 I wouldn't bucks. really guess like five. I don't know where the copy is. It's around the house somewhere. It says it you said, saved $50. It said you saved $50. I wonder if that's how much that movie costs on Amazon right now. On Amazon, it's like $10. That's yeah. why I thought they would have bought it, but maybe the price went up to $50. That's insane. We and should, that's why they, uh, I'm going to look it up real quick. We should donate it to the library. We should buy it and donate it. I think we should, if it's not super expensive. You can get a special, like, who would win cast donation there you go make a little sticker so i just thought that was a fun little fun fact that we saved 50 dollars apparently wow, we going to our library but anyway so that's the back real quick things i wanted to say about speed 2 cruise control what did you want to get into um i just wanted to give a quick summary of the movie because hey you you, you go probably not and, everyone has seen it no it's 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 pretty bad uh, i mean look i had fun did you have fun watching it it's 10.97 on amazon um yeah, some 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 parts. Yes, I had fun watching some it. parts. Some parts of it. Some parts were really stupid. There was some really bad dialogue, and Dante, the photographer who works for the cruise ship. Yeah, like, hold on. Well, we'll get to, the, we'll get right, to Dante. All right. all right. So this is a sequel to Speed One with uh, Sandra Bullock, Keanu Reeves, Dennis Hopper plays the bad guy. The, the speeding bus can't go below fifty miles per hour. It was like I think might fifty be or 60, it might be fifty, 50 or sixty. Like that, yeah can't go below that speed or it's going to explode because Dennis Hopper put bombs on it. Yeah. Well thought out plan. Great. Well, sure. Did you notice the similarity in the villains? Like it was a single villain with like a vendetta. Yes. Based on his job. Yeah. So like the villain of speed two is, um, single villain, Willem Dafoe, Willem Dafoe, who is upset that the cruise line, he wrote all this software for fired him when he got sick. Yeah. And Dennis Hopper had like a similar background where he like, I don't even remember. He was mad about something. We should have watched that too. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> no, that doesn't have anything to do. I'm just saying that to say right. Speed is like, I think, pretty well-regarded action movie. I think a lot of people like Speed, the first Speed. Yeah. So Speed 2, mostly disliked. Yes. Pretty low Rotten Tomatoes score, like like an 8. Uh, yeah, it's very low. It's in the single digits, I know. I looked it up the other day, but I forget. Um, uh, IMDb, I think it's like 4 point something, which for IMDb, like that's pretty low. So interesting fact, this is one of... Um, Roger Ebert's like said he it's one of the reviews he had to defend the most because yeah, he gave he, it a positive review. Yes, he said it was very entertaining, which I would completely agree with. It's not like you know the best dialogue, acting, story, anything like that, but it's a totally fun action movie. I mean, if the, they don't the, make movies like that, the two anyway. hours flew by <laughs> for the most part, and was it entertaining to an extent? Yes, I would agree. All right. So I'll I'll give like a super quick summary, and if I miss anything silly that you think is dumb, point it out. Sure. Uh, it opens on Sandra Bullock talking about her current boyfriend, and they kind of reference the fact that she broke up with Keanu Reeves because she didn't like like the action like high danger job he yes, had, and, he and she like, was very happy. Her current boyfriend is like a beach cop, basically just walking around the sand, you know, beach tag. Right. That that's away. what she thought. That's what she. But thought. it turns out he's LAPD. It looked like he was like in a SWAT team. He was in like a high speed chase on a motorcycle. It's like He's, zipping in and out of traffic. Yeah, it was he crazy. slides on the ground. It was crazy. So yeah. then she, coincidentally, she's taking a driving test, which is like a callback to speed one. And, uh, they actually end up in the same place 
and he and she's like, "Wait, Alex, you're not. What a, are you doing here?" Right. So then, you know, she, he has to tell him she's upset. She feels like she feels like kind of like she lied. He lied to her. So he pulls out of his pocket, like he was in like full swat gear. He was in, right. like he was in like armor, like a body armor vest. Uh, he pulls out of his pocket tickets to a cruise, and he's like, "I'll make it up to you. Let's <laughs> like, go on a cruise." So why would he have had them with him? And that's not a. I mean, I guess I wouldn't mind if arguments ended like that. Just, hey, cruise. He's going on a cruise. Disney. So that's how he's going to save You're his right. relationship. He's going on a cruise. And you pointed out, you said later in the film that you thought he maybe like had those cruise tickets in advance because he was like doing some cop work. That's what I thought. Which would have made way more sense than I, just being a complete coincidence. I thought that the LAPD did had some kind of research done and they knew that Willem Dafoe, which I completely forget the name of his terrorist character. Mm, he's not the G, I think. Geiger. Geiger. Uh, I thought that they knew that he was going to be on the ship, so they were sending Alex LAPD on the cruise ship to stop him. They which had is not. They what had happened. no idea. They had no idea. So uh, Sandra Bullock and Alex are trying to enjoy their. Uh, her name's Annie in the movie. Yeah, Annie and Alex are trying to enjoy their their nice cruise, and then uh, things start going wrong. They do. There's a supposedly a fires all over the place which and is false he just hacked the system they were make fake fires like so the fake fires the bad guy's deal was he wrote like all the security software for the ship so he could hack it all very so, easily and he was able to smuggle it all on board easily he got it all on board he got he got bombs on board he got leeches. guns on board he bought he brought leeches on board that's a, that's a bit of a side thing that's what he uses to clean his blood because of his sickness yeah not that important to the plot no, just not, makes not him extra all. creepy yeah uh guess the boat evacuated but not everyone not can evacuate, right. including Alex. And Annie. And Annie. So he's got to, you know, fight off a terrorist who's not even really a terrorist. Like, he doesn't murder anybody. He, he, uh, I mean, well, not no. directly. That's true. So he kills the captain. Oh, yeah. yeah that was a direct murder. That was a direct murder. But the the stewardess guy. He just knocked him out. He just knocked him, him out. Up. Like, he really should have murdered him. Mm-hmm. Should have. Because he's got to cover this, his tracks. This, this, the, uh, a, uh, like, attendant walked in on him when he was doing computer hacker stuff and he was like, he was like oh now i gotta knock you out and lock you in my closet right what else what else so that that's pretty much i think it's being generous to call willem defoe a terrorist like he wasn't even that good like if he didn't have all the oh. computer stuff well then we also have to mention what was he doing on the ship oh his his big master plan was to steal all the valuables he all was stealing val- a bunch of diamonds all the diamonds and any cash or whatever that was in that giant yeah he safe. basically got into the safe and stole like all right every, so that was his there. master plan just yeah. screw over this cruise company because they mm-hmm. screwed him over steal as much money as he possibly could wreak havoc and then have this cruise ship set on cruise control and set it towards an oil barge originally he was going to crash into the island but i think he changed his plan at the end because mm-hmm. it's like oh oil bars might as well oh you know what that's not true because do you remember when he put in the gps coordinates to crash the ship Uh uh-huh and it said like it said the name of the oil tanker so he must have planned that from the beginning the reason i'm confused is because it seemed like right before he was going to crash it he turned it so it hit the oil barge it's not that important no yeah it's not it's not that important we're we're overthinking so basically the gist of the movie is you know you got you got alex and annie they're my people i'm choosing by the way yeah defending the cruise ship and its passengers from the evil Willem Dafoe, computer hacker diamond thief. I love it. Uh, it was it was an entertaining Friday night. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. It was it was fine. Would you recommend that movie for someone to watch a bad movie? Like like that's a movie that I'd want to watch with you because we just sat and just talked during the entire thing and commentated on it. Like, but I wouldn't I wouldn't Fair recommend point. it to. I, 
It's definitely not as bad as the normally bad movies I watch, but it's it wasn't it's it wasn't ballpark. awful. It's it wasn't ballpark. awful. Yeah. So all right, so we got Speed Two Cruise Control. I'm picking uh, Captain Phillips, uh, which is based on the true story of the hijacking of the Maersk Alabama that took place, I believe, in 2009, in which uh, the captain, his last name was Phillips. I forget what his first name is. I'll have to look that up. It was uh, Philip. Philip Phillips. Mm-hmm. I like it. He was in a band. <laughs> Excuse me. And uh, Richard. That's what it is. It's Richard Phillips. So um, they're, they're, they're a cargo ship, and they're, they're going off the coast of Somalia, and a bunch of Somalian pirates are able to get onto the ship and hijack the ship, and Captain Phillips has to defend the crew and uh, you know try to survive. And uh, long story short, he succeeds after he's kidnapped and he's put on like a little uh, lifeboat for like five days, I believe. But um, it's a really great movie. I really, really like that movie. I haven't seen it in a while though, but it's a good movie to rewatch. So, so we're gonna have Captain Phillips versus Annie and LAPD LAPD Alex, Alex uh, in defending a ship from hijackers. Yep. All right. I like it. So, do you want to start? You want me to start? What do we do? I would like you to start. Okay. Because I don't remember the movie Captain Phillips very well. Okay. Also, I need to explain a joke I tried to make a couple minutes ago when I said that the captain will be named Philip Phillips. Go right ahead. So, Philip Phillips, and I said he was in a band. Yeah. Philip Phillips is the name of a singer. Yes. And he's on American Idol, but I really meant to say Wilson Phillips. Uh, okay. But I kind of was close. You you still said a musician. I did say a musician. Yeah, that's fair. I'll take it. All right. Back over here. I just had to uh, clear that up. Nice. Uh, so, all right. So, so what does Captain Phillips? I'm, I'm, all right, I'm going to say this first. Captain Phillips definitely has some flaws, and this has been something that's been pointed out by actual people who were on the ship. Because when the movie came out, some people said, "Ah, Captain Phillips wasn't that great," because the movie portrays him to be like the greatest maritime captain to ever live. That so, is true. So, in real life, and as depicted in the movie, uh, the Marist Alabama received reports from, I don't know if it's the Coast Guard or some kind of international um, sailing group that said there are pirate activities off the coast of East Africa, particularly in uh, Somalia. And they told ships that they need to stay X amount of miles off the coast. I think it was like the suggested was like 500 miles, or it might have even been more. But Captain Phillips purposely chose not to stay the certain distance off the coast he because it was faster or because he just likes pirates so a i think it was faster and b and i was reading up on this in an interview somebody asked him about that like why did you not listen to the recommended distance off the somalian coast he said that no matter the distance it's not going to make any difference because if a somali pirate wants to hijack a ship they're going to do whatever they have to do to get out there that's what that's what he said. I don't know if that's true. I don't know either, but I'm just going off of what he said. Okay. So, so he chose to, like I said, stay closer to the coast, and the ship did end up getting hijacked by Somalian pirates. Now, so that's something I could say. That's one strike against you. That's one strike against it. But I think that is the only strike against Captain Phillips. Okay. So what does he do well? So uh, he has his crew run drills regularly. Uh, just in case they need to be prepared for a pirate attack. And the ship has numerous uh, security devices put in place in order to defend the ship. 
So one thing they have is they have fire hoses, basically, that are hooked up around the entire perimeter of the ship. So that way, when a small skiff comes up, they are able to defend against the pirate. Now, uh, in the film, one of the water hoses doesn't work, and that's where the pirates are able to hook their ladder on. I'm not sure if that's exactly what happened in real life, but we'll play it off that – we'll just go off of the film for, the, for the, this, this reason. So one of them broke, which allowed them to get – on the ship on their second try. There was a first try that the pirates did try to hijack the Marisk Alabama. There were two skiffs and they, Captain Phillips and the crew saw them coming. So in order to get them away, what Captain Phillips did is he was able to get on the same frequency as them using the radio. Somehow I forget how they were able to get on the same frequency. And Captain Phillips was pretending to be the U S military. And he said, airstrike confirmed, coming in, you know, T minus one minute. So the pirates heard that and legitimately thought that there was a incoming either drone strike or military strike going to come in and take out the pirates. So one of the skiffs turned around. So right then and there, that's him being smart. And that actually did happen in real life. That's pretty smart. That's pretty smart. He was able to get one away completely without firing a shot or anything along those lines. The uh, other skiff did not believe it. So they pressed on, but uh, Captain Phillips used the hoses to defend the ship. Almost worked. And uh, well, it did on the first attempt, mm -hmm. and then they right, came right, back right. for a second attempt, and that's when they were able to get on the ship because the one hose uh, wasn't working. So uh, Captain Phillips, though, he also fired a, a flare gun, I believe, at them, but it, it seemed like a pretty strong flare gun. Like it didn't seem like a normal one. I'm not sure exactly, but. So he, he fired that at them because they didn't have any weapons on the ship. Correct. Um, no, no guns. Which, which is, you know, an important part here. So they have nothing really to defend themselves. So when it comes to defense, he's pretty smart. He uses his wits. He uses his resources that he has. Um, and he, he's not like planning on like killing them. He just wants to defend his crew and, def excuse me, and defend the ship as well. So. I can get into more. I don't know if you want to go into some strengths. No, of, that's perfect. I'll go. Okay. That, that's like a good lead into my guy. Cause okay. I feel like, uh, similarly LAPD, Alex and Annie, like they're, they have to like think on their feet, kind of problem solve to like get around things. And they were like not prepared at all for this in right. the movie. Right. Like they, there's no drills. There's no water guns. No, this cruise ship had nothing. Well, thank, thank God it had the skeet guns. Well, so, it did have skeet shooter guns. Yes. Yeah, so that was like an example of his quick thinking. He wants to get weapons. He's like, let's go get this. He found, he found them like instantly. Like the moment he realized he needed a gun, he said to Dante, skeet shooting guns. And they ran to the room where he knew that they were kept, I guess. Maybe Dante took him. Do, do you want to tell time. people about Dante, your favorite character, real quick? Dante was the stereotypical photographer that the works on the- sole photographer. The sole photographer, right. That takes a thousand and a half pictures of you while you're on your cruise. Yep, he got him coming up the entryway. Which which is traditional. That's, you expect that. Ex absolutely. But he took photos at the complete wrong and inappropriate time. <laughs> like there was one part where An uh, where Annie had a chainsaw, which I guess maybe that's where Sharknado got their ideas for using chainsaws as, as weapons. Off, yeah. And she was opening a door and the people on the other side were naked because they there was like gas coming in and they used their clothes to try to plug up the... This, the, the vents where the gas was they coming weren't through. completely naked this is like a pg movie so. that's true uh, this no way this is pg pg 13 okay. i think i don't know 
It's definitely not PG. Okay. So anywho, so the door, the, the door opens. She's holding a chainsaw. These people are standing there basically undressed and Dante comes in and just starts taking pictures. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's a completely inappropriate Through, time. Throughout the terrorist takeover of their cruise ship, he's taking pictures the entire time. Right. Absolutely. Very inappropriate. No. Yeah. So that's, that's my little spiel on Dante. So are you using Dante? Is he on your team? Here? I, I I do I get I, I think do, are, is the, do you get the crew from I your... can't remember any of the crew I mean the, so oh, they did some cool stuff I mean, in the engine they, room. they do do some cool stuff in the engine room. like they did take one captive yeah. one of the pirates captive and they were able to negotiate a trade between the captive and Captain Phillips except that the last minute Captain Phillips got captured during the trade so it really didn't play out but they were smart yes and they stayed down there because it was you know like 115 degrees yeah so they didn't think that any of the pirates would be down they there they were able to like shut the lights off and right. i think that they like break glass on the floor too yeah so they broke glass so that cuz the pirates didn't have any shoes on so they used that as a defense as well uh, and one of the pirates did step on the glass and had to get it wrapped up which uh incapacitated him for a while so uh, but, I wasn't planning to use Dante though okay that's fine i was just i'm just going to have like the you know the natural cop instincts of Alex LAPD. He has the ins- instincts. He yeah, knows what he, he's doing. So he went. He goes right for this key shooting gun to have a gun. Mm-hmm. He um, then like I forget the order of events, but he he pretty much also he breaks onto the bridge and just acts like he he acts like he owns the place. He walks in and he's like, "What's going on?" Or he, I, I forget what he said. He said something. Then he's like, "LAPD." You yeah. Know. He, oh, he he definitely did say LAPD. Yeah. And then they're like, "Dude, you you can't be here. You have to leave." And he he completely ignored them. Yes. And acted like they didn't even say that. Right. But then he started talking about what they need to do, and then everybody was in full agreement that he was okay to yeah, be there. Yeah, that was interesting instantly. because – So his first his first big plan is they he, he goes down with the Scottish guy to, like, the engine room. Yes. And he's asking the guy – because they – so Willem Dafoe is taking, like, complete computer control of the ship. Everything. And, just, and they, they can't do, like – They can't fight they can't, against They him. can't stop it. They yeah. can't turn it. They can't, like – even like turn the lights on, whatever. Oh, he's also shutting all the doors, blah, blah, blah. So he goes down to the engine room and he's trying to get the Scottish guy to do something like to, to shut down the engines. And he's like, I can't. So he's like, okay. And then he just starts breaking the screens. Yeah. But like just the screens. Yeah. Just, yeah. Just the screens. It'd be like if you were trying to, you know, break a computer by just breaking your, like, like breaking your, the your monitor. monitor. It's not going to do anything. Right. It's still it's still doing computer stuff. Right. And then the Scottish guy starts freaking out and, like, calls the other guy. He's like, oh, he's, he's breaking. He's breaking everything. Send down somebody. But, like, they had nobody to send. No. I mean, they just got hostage take or terrorist takeover. So he sounds a little bit like a loose cannon here, that's, Alex. So that's what I'm saying. LAPD. But actually, did, did that help at all? I don't think so. Actually, I don't think breaking the screens helped at all. But then he told the guy, flood it. Can you flood it? which was a which was an awful decision no it was actually a good decision that he just got unlucky because it was it was to slow the ship down it was basically one of the only things they could control is to flood like parts of the ship so it would go slower but he got unlucky because he needed to go back to that flood there was a later he had to save well first he had to save that deaf girl who was in that area oh that's another so he had to go run and get her and then it actually turned out they did need to go in that area later but he just swam down it was fine yeah it's just super easy you know well that's a great example of his swimming skills well, I mean, he does work on the beach, supposedly. <laughs> yeah, he had to, like, hold his breath and, like, turn in valve a lot. Yeah. And Dante helped him. But I, I feel like Annie is not going to bring anything to the table. Uh, I feel like she... Do you cause... remember when she defused the grenade? Kind of. No, because <laughs> Alex told her how to do that. That yeah, was all well, Alex telling her how to do that. But she, she did it. 
Yeah, that's because Alex told her what okay, to do. Okay, okay. Here's, also a, here's with, a better example. She was also with Django Fett, I think. Okay, the actor that played Django Fett wasn't in this ship in this movie. He was like part of the crew. Yeah, he's and the they kind of set him up like he might be a bad guy. I thought so, but he, he wasn't. Well, he wasn't. No, it was just another. I don't know. It was confusing. Um, okay, better example of how, how Annie helps. So she went through like a lot of trauma in Speed One, and she's just like, I just want to have a relaxing vacation. So that's why part of her like reluctance to be part of it, like when the ship started um like things were like blowing up and she's like she tried to keep dancing and she's like no 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 everything's fine well i think she was just trying to she was trying to pretend that nothing was going wrong exactly but i don't think she knew the extent of which was actually going no wrong. she didn't she didn't no but, but that's why she was a, just pretending that nothing was going wrong. here's a real example of her helping out remember when the um <laughs> the one emergency escape vessel got stuck yes she like brought the gangplank over to help the people get off of it so they wouldn't fall and die. Okay, like that was all her. That that and that's absolutely. She did a great thing. So there. she she has nothing to do with fighting against Geiger. Well, it's just an example of you know quick thinking. Okay, all right. Okay, so she did fight against Geiger. So at the end, spoiler alerts. But this movie was like was it like nineteen ninety six? Twenty years ago. What uh, ninety seven? Nineteen ninety seven. Yeah. Uh, he takes her as a hostage. Yeah. But then she totally, like, is fighting him and slowing him down. And then she eventually, like, kind of escapes for a little bit on the jet ski chase. Yeah. But then he gets her back. And then he, he gets her on – because he jumps on the jet ski that she's yeah, yeah, on. Yeah, he jumps on her jet ski. Because he her hands her, are still tied. Then he gets her on the on the seaplane. Right. And then she fights her way off of that, too. No. Alex shows up. That's well, the she only, helps. That's the only reason she gets she gets off the plane. I feel like Annie's bringing nothing to this to this uh, defense here. If, if, if it was – because the, the original suggestion that we got – from Paul was Annie versus Captain Phillips. And the whole yeah. time I was watching, I like, couldn't just have Annie. I was like waiting, like what's she going to do? So when she got the chainsaw, I'm like, Oh cool. Like she's going to do oh, something. That's another awesome. good example. Thank you. You're welcome. She saved those people from the fire. So, she, all right. So she did one thing, but she didn't do anything to stop the gangplank the thing, hijacking. the chainsaw thing. She didn't do anything. She, to could, stop the she should have kept the chainsaw. Oh, no. She really should have. She should have learned from Finn, even though that was like 15 years in the future, but still, that was a, she, but did she pick up two chainsaws too. She picked up one and she was like, oh, yeah. no. And then, and then she a put it down and picked up a bigger one. And I read, one of the IMDb goofs on the movie is like a real a cruise ship would not have a chainsaw. Yeah. <laughs> but like cruise ships do have everything. So maybe it's possible that they would have a chainsaw though. Maybe. You'd I think. Don't know. If like, there's any cruise ship workers listening and you yeah. know about where they keep the chainsaws on the cruise ship. Yeah. I'd love to know. I didn't see, did you see any on your cruise? Were you on your cruise ship thinking about what you would do if a terrorist took over your cruise ship? All right, so I'm not going to lie. I did say to Allie when we were on the balcony and we were just in the middle of the ocean, you see nothingness all around you, right? I did say to her, if we got attacked by pirates right now, that would be pretty cool. I did say that. You said that would be cool? Yes. That's weird. Because this is the thing. The pirates would not be able to take over a cruise ship. There were 6,000 people, guests, plus 2,000 employees Six pirates would not be able to take over our cruise ship. And, I mean, like, you'd have to have a really high ladder in order to get it up to the point where you'd be able to hook it in order to get onto the ship. And I feel like there have to be guns on cruise ships. Like, don't you think? I don't know. Was there any skeet shooting on your cruise ship? There was no skeet shooting. I don't know any cruise ships that have skeet shooting. (laughs) I've never seen that either. No. But this was, like, a 1997 cruise ship. That's true. Things were different back then. But, it had five stories. But, like, imagine if, you know, you, you were watching the news one day and you see, oh, a cruise ship in the Caribbean attacked by pirates. You'd be like, oh, my God, Steve's on that cruise ship, you know? And it would just be such a cool story to say, like, hey, our cruise ship got attacked by pirates. Nothing happened. They didn't get on the ship. But I feel like that'd be a really cool story to tell. Like, uh, what would they take? Like, all the food? 
like, yes, there is a ton of money on cruise ships because of the gambling and, um, all the money that the guests brought with them and whatnot and all the jewelry and, and valuables that you can buy while you're on the ship. But pirates would not be able to like, that's not the right target. I, I do agree with you. Like a big cruise ship like that would be yeah. nearly impossible. I mean, if you're going after like the Mashka, Alabama, I mean, they had like what, like 10 people. Yeah. If that, so if you, or if you're able to get two skiffs on board, that's, that's like 10 people right there. So, so you're breaking even at that point. <laughs> Steve, you're really thinking like a pirate, man. Yeah. If I, only I was in Mogadishu. <laughs> I'd be I'd be joining a tribe right now. We'd be getting ready to go out there. You'd and... be planning your attacks. Oh, absolutely. I'm kind of scared, Steve, that you. Nah, I'd be a fun. Time. Think about this that much. I only thought about that when we were in like the middle of the ocean, because like you see nothing around you. You're like, what if something? Like, because no one's gonna be able to come and help you, like right away. Yeah, but you're not that far from like islands on cruise ships. No, that's true. But I mean, on like passenger cruise ships, right? Passenger cruise ships. Like, but... I guess that's why these like cargo ships are the targets because you know. Less people, more less remote. crew, more remote, and also they're carrying just pure profit for the the pirates there. You know, and they, it's like a ransom, basically. Oh, we'll give you the ship back if you give us like three million dollars or whatever it is. So, <clears throat> but so going back to Captain Phillips, so he's smart, he's resourceful, and he's also he he thinks about others before he thinks about himself, which I feel like. Annie does not think about others. Like she just, she's very reactionary. Like she's just like, oh, there's people in there. I need to help them. But she doesn't think like what might be the best course of action. Like just sticking a chainsaw through a door might not have been the best I'm first reaction. I'm pretty sure they yelled to stand back before they did. I don't think so. But then they had to have that little joke where like she stands in front of the opening with the chainsaw. She was holding the chainsaw in front of his face and it was still running. And the guy's like, can you move? And she's like, what? Can you move? What? And he's like, turn that thing off. And she's like, oh, sorry. And he's like, let us get out. Yeah, that, that was just a bad joke, though. That's not like a character flaw on her. I, th- I think it's a huge character flaw. It was in the movie. It shows her being stupid. That's the, that's the writing's fault, not hers. <laughs> oh, so now we're going to get to the point where we can't blame our characters. We're blaming the people who no, created these characters. Just in that one characters. specific example, some guy thought that joke was so funny. They're like, oh, she's going to like hold the chainsaw in front of the door. and then Well, Sandra Bullock should have, if she was really in character, she would have been like, my character would not do this. Even though I feel like that's pretty spot on uh, for her character. Okay, her character might do that. Because like, yeah, she's like, she's just an average person who got thrown into a crazy situation. And she did pretty good, you know? So, yeah. All right. <laughs> Let me ask you this, Steve. Okay. One-on-one fight, Alex LAPD versus Captain Phillips. Who wins that fight? Um, Do you seriously have to think about this? All right. I think I – think He's like trained in combat. You're like, Captain Phillips is like 50 years old. Alex would definitely deal more damage. But, but Captain Phillips can withstand a lot of damage. He lasted for five days – in that little tiny uh, lifeboat right. that they kept him in there. And they beat him while he was in there. They would punch him. They would kick him. They would beat him with the, the butt of the gun. Like, he was not just, you know, sitting there. Like, if he moved, they basically beat him. If he tried to get a little bit of air, they'd try to beat him, too. He escaped. I don't know if you remember this. He jumped off the lifeboat and started swimming, but they went and got him back, and then they beat him even harder. He was able to withstand all of that for five days. I think that, yes, Alex would definitely deal some blows, but Captain Phillips would be able to withstand it. <laughs> and then Alex would get annoyed. He'd be like, I'm LAPD! As he just keeps hitting him. He'd be getting so upset. Uh, okay, that's a pretty good defense, honestly. I, I mean, I think Alex would definitely beat Captain Phillips in a fight. 
It's interesting. Like the fact that there was only one bad guy in Speed Two, mm-hmm. and he his basically his whole thing was he was a computer dude. He was a computer hacker. Mm-hmm. He didn't directly fight anyone. Willem Dafoe did nothing physically except knocking out the one attendant. The, in the one room. attendant, and kind of. Not really. I was thinking of um, when they were hanging off the side of the boat when they were trying to stop the propeller with a rope, which was so ridiculous. And Willem Dafoe had Annie hostage, kind of. That's, he kind of got a little physical there with her. Just yeah, holding I mean, her in a headlock. Just taking her hostage was his only other thing. But, like, there was never, like, a nice, satisfying, like, hero versus villain fight in the movie. Yeah. Never happened. Yeah, that's true. He was kind of weak. Like, he wasn't, he, wasn't a, he wasn't a terrorist. He was just a disgruntled employee. Basically. Who, who was got insane. his airplane caught on a uh, oil tanker pole, yes, crow's nest? That's how he died, and then blew up. And then how did it, how did the whole ship like? Did he blow up first, and then yes. that caused the, oh, because it was dripping oil or whatever it was. Yeah, and it, and it blew up the whole the whole ship, the whole entire oil tanker. Now, do you think Annie would be able to defend herself against Captain Phillips or even a terrorist? Wait, why would Captain Phillips be fighting Annie? That's crazy. Why was why would Alex be fighting Captain Phillips? <laughs> You're the one that brought that up. <laughs> I know. I'm just, I'm just saying, why would you beat up a Sandra Bullock? That's weird. But, uh, of course not. No, she has no... Like, Annie, no, I, need no you to, I need you to go downstairs and let these people out. And they come back and they'll be like, yo, Captain, like, she was holding a chainsaw at her face. And he'd be like, oh, my God, come on. Uh, no, Annie, Annie isn't here for her physical abilities. She's just... Uh... I don't think she was in the movie for those reasons either. <laughs> I think she was only in there for continuity purposes. Uh, so, uh, according to IMDb, the, it was written as a, a possible third. Um, oh, I told you, Die Hard, Die Hard movie. I remember you saying that. Yeah, I think that could have worked. I think oh, it might have yeah. been oh, better yeah. if it was a Die Hard movie. Uh, yeah, probably. Imagine like, with John a bunch McClane. Of terrorists and Absolutely. Fighting. So that's very similar. So there's a movie called. I forget if so. There's a Steven Seagal movie called Under Siege. Okay. It might be. Oh, you love that too. movie. Oh, I, I love a lot of Steven Seagal movies. <laughs> There's one where it's it's on a ship. He's, okay. he's the cook. He's the chef on a ship. It's like a navy vessel. Okay, and it gets taken over by terrorists, which are Gary Busey and somebody else. I forget. Okay, it's really awesome. He gets to fight them all off. It's really good. Now, if John McClane was on the ship, he'd have to go and introduce himself as John McClane, NYPD. Right? Is, yeah, but he, he didn't NYPD? really. He didn't really try to throw his badge around like Alex did. Oh yeah, Alex was using that as a get out of jail free card. He I was can using do this it as I'm like I'm LAPD. Yeah, he could. He thought he could do anything in the world because he was LAPD. <laughs> now John McClane, that would have worked. That would have been. That would have been good. Now, if this was John McClane versus you know Captain Phillips and trying to defend from a terrorist, you 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 got it there completely. Well, really, because I mean, they basically tried to make Alex like discount John McClane. Yeah, to an extent. Like they wanted him to be that character. They just didn't do it. It didn't have. He didn't have the the stage to to do that on. Right. And it's hard because he's coming into a franchise that he has not been in yet because right. it's it, i mean you, i guess you could say that speed is sandra bullock's franchise i think i think it is i think it's more yeah. fair to say it's 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 not um keanu reeves. keanu reeves and it's not jason patrick's it is sandra bullock's franchise even though i feel like she probably did more to help in the first one than she did in the second one i feel like jason patrick is really the star of the second oh, one. De- i would definitely agree and that's why i feel, felt as though we needed to not have annie be the one that went up against defending the ship i agree if it was just annie Ugh. Yeah, nope. no, it would not work. <laughs> but she um, would like yell at them. She yelled at people a lot. Yeah, that's true. And imagine her driving the boat. I mean, she can't drive a car. Uh, a boat is probably way more difficult but than a car. She drove a bus just fine in Speed One. 
Yeah, that's true. Yeah, she lucked and out that she a, was able to drive. A that boat really is well. actually like the best job for her because it's really hard to crash into stuff. I don't know. I feel like it's very, very easy to crash into stuff. If you're, okay, if so you're I guess she can't like do like the harbor stuff. Like once they're in the ocean, she can. Yeah, I guess. Drive. But still, you still need to be careful when you're in the ocean. Not that careful. The ocean's really big. I mean, I guess that's true <laughs> when you come like to the depths and stuff like that. But when you're like next to an island, though, like you still got to be careful. No, you're, you're, the depths you're right. and whatnot. You're, you're definitely right. I was just kind of joking. Yeah, I, I see. You. Yeah, she shouldn't drive a cruise ship either. Now, in terms of who was a better terrorist. Who would win in hijacking? Let's reverse this. Oh, Geiger boy. or the thing is the, the 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 I'm the captain now guy. He has a real name. I'll have to find it. Um. So the big difference is that Mutes. like the Mutes. fictionalness of of Speed Two let like all these crazy things happen. Okay. Like it's it's the stereotypical like computer hacker can hack anything. Yes. Like he just he literally like mashes everything. on the keyboard. Uh-huh. There were scenes where they were like playing typing sounds and like nothing was actually typing on the screen. He had like something on his wrist he, and he, he was just typing. He could like just be like boop, 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 boop. And all the, like a door was shot on the cruise ship. And the thing with the cruise ship's computer system, it was literally you would type exactly what you it wanted. Was, it was like Superman 3 Richard Pryor levels of like, computer hacking. Like, yeah. Like you'd be like close door. <laughs> And you yeah. hit enter, and it would close that exact there was, door. There was one where he was like, it, his computer system warned him that the ship was slowing down because I, I guess because they f- either flooded it or were slowing down the propeller. And he just types in like, modify course to compensate, and the ship and the computer's like, okay, I know, right. I, know right. I know how to do that. Yeah, <laughs> to compensate for what? Modify course where? I it was not detailed enough. No, it wasn't. It was crazy computer stuff. So he had, he smuggled on a bunch of computers. So he had two in his room that he was hacking in. He had to, like, sneak into the bridge to put, like, a listening device. He was able to go into the engine room and just plug into a random thing right. that he knew he would be able to plug into. And, of course, then he just types away. Click, 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 click. They do the classic, like, really fast type. He was pretty smart, though, in how he got into the bridge. Yeah, he was. He pretended to be a drunk guy. He was guy. pretending to be drunk, and he was he was bumping around, and then It should he be fell. harder than that to get on the bridge, though. He got in so he Like, a drunk he person. He walked in. He walked in. He just walked in. And it was funny because everyone's response was, how did this man get in here? Yep. Like, like, like this never happens. Exactly. That's what I was wondering. Like, how do you think he got in here? Do you just leave the door open? Should right. You've had to go through a lock. Like, can you find out how he got in? Right. <sighs> he was like g- giggling and laughing. And I mean, he was having a great time. He, 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 he did a good job. But, but I think, I mean, my, my guy, I mean, my guy actually had to work to get on the ship. Right. Your guy was just allowed on board. Yeah, Completely. he was able to smuggle in. So he brought golf clubs on a cruise ship, which I feel like that should be a red flag if you're a security guy. Like, why is someone bringing golf clubs on a cruise ship? All right, so I, I can kind of see that, though, because it depends where the cruise ship was going. All right, if it was stopping at an island with a golf course. I'm, ass- I'm assuming it was. Okay. Most, I mean, I, I feel like every island has golf courses. I guess you're now. right. That's true. Yeah. So I don't think that would be too okay. out of the ordinary. All right. Yeah. As long as they were stopping at an island with a golf course, I'm okay with that. But they still should have went through an x-ray machine and in f- which all the heads of the golf cl- uh, clubs, you would have noticed that they were all bombs. Yeah, like every single one. Every single one of them. And all the golf balls were like the detonator, They're, I think. I think that was like the, like the C4, like explosives. I think it was. Yeah, I think it was the C4, yeah. Because he was like plugging plug that in. into the whatever it was, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a lot going on with this. But, so but I, your guy had – my guy actually had to try too to get oh, yeah. on. Like, your, guy, your guy definitely had to try because it was like realistic because it was based on true story. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> I do have to fall back on that point that everything that happened is real so I can use that as actual <laughs> evidence to back it up here. But. Like, I hope on a real cruise ship – so there were so many, like, movie things, right? Because on a real cruise ship, you couldn't 100% control a cruise ship with a computer. Like, there's going to be a manual shutoff, like, for the fuel. There, ha- there has to be. Like, there, yeah, there just has to be for, like, safety reasons. So right. this movie 
did not have any of that. No, it, it just for the sake of convenience, foregone for went all of that. Yes, just so just in, for the in real life, he's probably arrested going through security with like twelve bombs. Oh, absolutely. Uh, this is also before nine eleven, though, too. That's true. Which which I don't know what kind of how much cruise ship security they had. I feel as though it's had to have changed in the past twenty years drastically. Because yeah, today, right. I mean, I remember when we went to Bermuda. Uh, I guess that, that was three years ago now. Wow. And we went to Bermuda. Allie tried bringing back uh, sand from the beach, and they confiscated it from her. Now, that was obviously for, you know, like you can't take foreign. Right. Not for um, safety reasons. Not for safety reasons. But if you can't get sand on a beach, uh, of you know, on a, on a cruise ship, imagine getting, <laughs> trying to get weapons on a cruise ship. Like, it's not going to happen. Oh, he was also able to smuggle in a handgun. He did, he did have a handgun? Yeah. Remember the gun he had? He, he like, took that out of a box. Like, it was, like, a fake box. Oh, yes, I do so remember I didn't that. Yeah, see so he exactly. did have a gun. He was able to get a gun and so bombs on. this might have been a time where... All right, even with all been. that, like, you break on, you get on the bridge of a cruise ship, like, you should, they just put you in jail and question you. That was a question um, I wanted to know while we were on the ship, and we found out that there is a jail, quote-unquote, on the, the brig. ship. They call it the brig. On the, the brig, ship. yes. But the cruise ship actually had a brig, yes. like a legitimate brig, where they yep. put disorderly guests and... You know, depending on how severe they were acting or what they did and whatnot, like they might keep them there the whole time or they might, once they get to the next port, like kick them off the ship. It was pretty interesting. You so. didn't get sent to the brig, did you? I did not. Okay, good. No. Our ship, our cruise ship was pretty um, uneventful, like nothing crazy happened. Did you hear, all right, are we going to kind of go like to fun facts and kind of end up? I have, uh, I have uh, nothing else, honestly. Have nothing? Okay. So... I was reading recently there was a Royal Caribbean ship. That's the, the the cruise company that we took. But it was in Europe. And I forget where they sailed out of. But like 1,400 of the people on this cruise ship were all from the same company. And it was a work retreat. And apparently this work retreat, they brought on like strippers. Oh, I heard and, about this. Yes. And, and like they took over the entire yeah. ship basically. Like you could not go anywhere without seeing these people like they took over all the pools and like the 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 buffets were just like everywhere you went you saw these people i think they were from like india so i think that's how they were able like kind of stereotyping like oh they must be from that that company or something but and and then royal caribbean had i think they gave everybody their money back because they refunded people everybody was so pissed because i think it was like a week-long cruise and the whole time these people just completely ruined it for everybody which was uh which I, I couldn't even imagine. Like I thought, like wow, imagine if that's what your cruise was like, and it was just completely <laughs> ruined. You know what I mean? Like you, yeah, like that would keep, be crazy. people people plan cruises like two years out, and if you finally get to do it and it's completely ruined, like that would be awful. That could be completely awful. So, all right. So, anything else uh, you want to add? Before we uh, head out of there here, there were some pretty good IMDb facts about Speed too. Did you have anything else? Uh, just some things with Captain Phillips, like um, like I mentioned, some some of the people on the ship question the authenticity about Captain Phillips' uh, true heroism. But pretty much everything that happened was pretty accurate when it comes to using a true diversion, like faking a, a, a drone strike to get the planes off or the, the ship off you. That was true. Uh, SEAL Team Six, the the military group that killed bin Laden, they were called in and they, they sniped all the um, pirates that were in the uh, lifeboat. So captain Phillips was the only one that survived inside that lifeboat. But I do know that the guy, his name is muse. 
the that's the character's name the hijacker the main guy who says look at me i'm the captain now which that line was improvised i did hear that that was not in the script but he is the first pirate to be tried in the united states since like the 1800s wow yeah because there's you know there hasn't been any piracy going on so he was the first one and he's currently in jail Uh, i think he had like a 35 year sentence or something so this little guy from the shores of mogadishu and in, in, in somalia is getting uh you know united states uh prison time for for hijacking a uh a giant uh cargo ship what are uh, what, what do you All have right, here's some good stuff uh sandra bullock uh, referred to this movie as the biggest piece of crap ever made <laughs> maybe as a joke just say jokingly um uh gary oldman turned down the role of the villain to, I'm glad to, he did. Uh, do Air Force that, One. That's too. Oh, all right. So he he got, he had a better role. I, I love Air Force One. I think that's a good one. That was also a 1997 movie. I'm hoping Harrison Ford will come back since he's kind of redoing all of his old movies. Indiana Jones, Han Solo, Rick Deckard. He should redo that one. Um, both of the main characters agreed to do the movie to try to finance other projects. So um, Sandra Bullock uh, took the movie to make her uh, 1998 movie Hope Floats. Uh, and uh patrick jason patrick uh used his salary to finance his film friends and neighbors don't know that one either yeah i don't think it i don't think his career really went anywhere he's been in a bunch of stuff but nothing nothing major yeah nothing major sandra Uh, bullock really lucked out that she was able to oh yeah get out of that and still be pretty prominent i thought she was pretty good in the movie actually she's fine i guess i don't know (laughs) i think jason patrick was better he was just over the top i mean i think that's what he was going for yeah yeah you know? Yeah, he got to play, like, stereotypical, like, action hero guy. Yeah. Uh, Matthew McConaughey was considered as re- one of the people to replace Keanu Reeves. That would have been a good choice. Uh, apparently, Jason Patrick agreed to make the film contingent on major script changes. But when he <laughs> arrived on set, they didn't make any of the changes, and he was contractually obligated to make the film. And he said he found the whole experience thoroughly miserable and depressing. <laughs> but they did film it on a real cruise ship. I forget the name of it. Right. It's yeah, the, we, we looked that up. Yeah. So I feel as though that had to have been, um, that had to have been fun, like being on a cruise ship, because there were definitely shots of the ship in the middle of the, like the water. So it's not like they were just on on port the whole time. So I feel like you had to have some kind of fun there, where you're making a movie and you're on a cruise ship and and whatnot. But I don't know. So um, I guess if you really hate the whole movie that you're doing, then it's not really enjoyable that way. True. Uh, this is my, this will be my last fact. Uh, Keanu Reeves passed on the role and he, he started in the, in the devil's advocate, which came out in 1997 mm-hmm. filmed at the same time as speed too. And then he went on a tour with his band dog star. Okay. So Reeves said that Fox was furious with his decision to not be in the movie right. and put out propaganda against him, <laughs> falsely claiming that he turned down the role to tour with his band. Wow. They really wanted to stick it to him. Uh, poor yep. Keanu. Oh, and the uh, there's the sequence at the end that we talked a little bit about where the whole oil tanker blows up. Oh, yeah. It was the most expensive stunt ever filmed at the time. Really? It was. It cost $25 million, about a quarter of the film's budget. Just to blow up that oil tanker. Yep. That um, So they actually blew up an oil tanker then. That was no... Uh... I guess. I don't know. It's... Wow. Or the CG was really expensive. Wow. You did point out that you, that you saw uh, online that there was a cow that came off the oil tanker. Yeah. yeah. And I think I saw it. Did you? Did it was you? Because we were, we were, it we reversed it, and I don't think it was prominent. Like no, it was probably, it you know, it just wasn't a little obvious Easter egg. to me. Yeah. Um, 
So one last thing I want to add here is that uh, one of the guys from Captain Phillips' crew sued him in real life. Oh, I remember that. Uh, because they said that he endangered uh, in his life. Did he win? Uh, bah, 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 bah. Probably settled, undisclosed settlement think, or something. Even though the shipping company itself sent him a note advising. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not, I'm, I don't know off the top of my head right here looking looking through this. But, um, yeah, now, I'm, I was thinking while we were talking, like, there are other movies and TV shows where, like, cruise ships are involved. There's a new Netflix movie called Like Father, and that takes place on a cruise ship. It has Seth Rogen, Kristen Bell, and Kelsey Grammer in it. And it actually takes place on the cruise ship that we were on for our honeymoon, The Harmony of the Seas. They had a whole channel devoted to just playing that movie over and over <laughs> and over again on the ship. And from what I heard... It's really bad, but uh, I haven't watched it yet. Maybe next episode we'll watch it. Maybe, for, maybe uh, we could use that. Yeah. We could do like love love movies or something. Yeah, it's like a rom com from what, uh, I've, what yeah, I've seen. It wouldn't really fit our podcast. No, though. it would not. But um, all right, I think uh, I think it's time that we uh, wrap things up here, Chris. Um, so we hope everybody enjoyed our episode. Um, we appreciate those who've reached out to us asking where we are, were. Um, we did miss you guys and. Um, we, we can't promise. It's definitely not going to be once a week like we used to. Life is just too busy. We're not saying that we might not do two in a row, perhaps, but it, it's just not going to be able to be as consistently as before because um, with with you having a daughter that's six months old and you work and your wife works and I work and my wife works and this is not our full-time job. We get no money. We literally – we put out more money for this than we, we get that we um, – you know, we need, we need to focus on our careers before we uh, focus on making podcasts every week. But we are still here. Um, please send us suggestions, especially, you know, maybe we could do a Halloween episode for next week. Maybe, well, maybe not. I would we'll love to. to. Halloween's one of my favorite I really holidays. would, too. So if anybody has any suggestions for a really good Halloween episode that they think that we could record and have out by next Monday, please let us know on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Gmail. Um, and going forward into Thanksgiving months, Christmas months, if you have some good suggestions, let us know. We'd uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts. Chris, you all good? I'm all good. I realized I really didn't say a lot in defense of my characters. Remember that when it comes to the Twitter poll, folks. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So thank you so much for listening. As always, please remember to subscribe, follow, and rate, and please continue to participate in our show. For the Who Would Win cast, this has been Steve. And this has been Chris. And we will see you next time. Bye-bye. Look at me. Sure. Look at me, sure. I'm the captain now. The Who Would Win cast is not endorsed by any film or television production companies and is intended for entertainment purposes only. Any and all audio clips are not owned by the Who Would Win cast, and all rights are reserved by the respective copyright holders.